Well, welcome to the NBS podcast, where NB stands for new break and the S stands for whatever you want it to, honestly. My name is Ashley, and I am the student pastor with the new break students. And today we actually have a special bonus episode for you. This past weekend, our church hosted a relationships conference, and it was awesome. But we got to have a teen panel during that conference. And so we took some of our students that are members of this podcast, and we had them just talk about what they wish their parents knew. And so today I'm super excited because not only is this a podcast perfect for teens, but it's also perfect for your parents. So you guys send it to your parents. I promise you when you listen to this, you're going to be like, yes, parents, this is what I wish you knew. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to our final panel of the day. And I mean, I think I'm biased because I'm the student pastor, but this is the one that I think is the best one, right? <laughs> they're they're so nervous. They're like, mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me introduce them. Um, first of all, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Ashley and I am the student pastor here at our Scripps campus. And then right here, we've got Miss Maya Dawson. Maya is a junior and I'm not going to tell them what school because... They might stalk you, right? No. <laughs> um, next, we have Levi, and Levi is also a junior. And then on the very end here, we have Lexi, and Lexi is a sophomore in high school. And so today we're just going to talk. Um, the panel is called What You Wish Your Parents Knew. And when we were talking about that, you all were kind of like, my parents are great, which is so nice of them. Um, so here's what I want to preface. I want to preface that, A, obviously we're not professionals. Well, you guys are professionals professional teenagers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Full-time, full-time teens. Um, But we're not like therapists. We're not professionals, but we're going to answer as honestly as we can. Right. Mm -hmm. And none of these, it doesn't mean that they pertain to them and their parents, but you guys can give at least a teen perspective. So let's get into it. All right. So we've actually got a decent amount of questions and some of these are kind of hard, but I'm excited to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. So I'm going to read the first one to you and then I might just direct it to one of you specifically. Be prepared. It's like school, right? Like your hands are like (laughs) all sweaty. Okay. So our first question is for parents of older kids, aka teenagers, who are missing out on big milestones like graduation, prom, and sports, what are some things that parents can do to help them work their way through this? So if you guys were in this scenario, right? Like say you're missing prom, Levi, (laughs) what are your thoughts? What are some ways, things that they can do to kind of help them celebrate and work through it? Um, I think communication is really important with like anybody. So I think honestly you could ask your, your kid and be like, hey, I'm really sorry that you have to miss this, like, important event in your life. So, like, what can I do to just, like, help you feel, like, appreciated and celebrated? So then maybe that means, like, going to their favorite spot for dinner or, like, watching a movie with them or just... But I think that instead of just guessing, like, oh, I bet that they'll like this, I bet they'll like this, is just asking them and just being like, what can I do to make you feel loved, I would say. Yeah. No, that's good. That way you don't assume they want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys even been there? (laughs) No. <laughs> anyone else? Does anyone else have any ideas? Maya, you um, got any ideas? I think for me, it's words of affirmation. So, like, even just simply telling your kid, like, 
hey, you did really good. Like, I know you're missing this, and, like, I know this is really hard for you, but, like, we appreciate you, and you're doing a really great job. And that's, like, my mom does a really good job of that. I just want to say that. Yes, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's so great, too, right? And I'm sure it depends on your love language. I know we've talked about a little bit of that, but, yeah, just encouraging, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a second part to this question and they had asked, it also feels like a lot of older students are giving up on their school year. Mm. How can we encourage them to push through? I know that's hard, but do you guys feel like that? Do you feel like you're maybe giving up isn't the right word, but where you're like tired and exhausted and like, man, I'm over this. I feel like giving up is the right word. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, nope, that's right. I'm giving up. (laughs) I mean, I'm in person school. Mm. So, like, I don't really have a choice yeah. to give up because I have to go into school mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock That's every true. day. Yeah, so, Lexi, how are you feeling? I know you are Zoom classes right um, now. I think, like, a big part is just talking to your child and being, like, where are you? Because I know in my house and personally, like, anxiety and, like, depression is, like, a really big thing lately. And talking to your child and seeing how they're feeling and not pushing them to a point where they can't be there anymore but like mm-hmm. encouraging them and maybe like Maya said earlier like giving them words of affirmation knowing that they are doing a good job in school is a good thing yeah no that is good and would you say um because I know for me at least not that I'm a teenager but I think I would need my parents to come in and be like okay clearly this isn't working for you so what can we change would you say that's helpful at all or I think so yeah. I think that could work by like just asking for their opinion and saying If you would like to create your own little space in the house and, like, find your own little groove, then we'll support you through that. And, like, I know we're deciding whether or not we want to go back to school right now. And my parents sat me down for a talk. And I really don't know if I want to go back yet. But I know I'll miss a lot of things if I don't go back. But Mm -hmm. if I do go back, I feel like the possibility of my anxiety, like, spiking up will definitely be there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying communication. Yes. Communication. Yes. yes. Which we actually talked a little bit even before this. And that's something that we were talking about in all parts of a relationship with parents. Right. Is like just communicate with us. Talk to us like you guys are adults. Right. Well, you're getting into. <laughs> almost a, yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. All right. Well, let's get into this next question. It says if my teen isn't locked in their room, then they're out and on their phone. Um, So with that, there's two parts. It says, does that mean that they don't want to talk to me? And then the second part is, how can I engage them? So I'll repeat it just for you. If they're not stuck in their room, then they're on their phone zoned out. So A, does that mean you don't want to talk to them? And then B, how can they engage them? Maya, you got any thoughts? I mean, I don't think it necessarily means that they don't want to talk to you. But I think it's just a matter of like what you guys are going to talk about, because I know when talking to a parent, it's really hard to talk about your day without your parent like interjecting and saying something or like starting to lecture you with different things. Mm. And it's that is just like really hard in itself. And I think a way to engage that and to like fix that a little bit would be for the parent to just talk about their day first and to like be that open like have that openness that you want your kid to have with you it's like a two-part yeah it's like because otherwise it kind of feels like an interrogation sometimes because you're like (laughs) what'd you do today how was your day and like no that's really good because I'm like oh I'm honored you're like taking an interest into my life and everything but I do think it's important like that it's a two-way street to just talk about your day as well 
But and uh, yeah, for me at least, when I'm on my phone, I'm it's not like oh I don't want to talk to you. It's more just like I'm kind of bored and I want to do something, you know. But that's just for me at least. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Lexi, you got anything to add, or are you like uh, agree? No, I agree with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, this third one. This I actually love this question, and we kind of talked about it. And Maya, you even hit on it a little bit just now. But it says. As a parent, I always feel like I have to be strong strong, or act like everything is okay. Is that true? No. 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 <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but I could see how parents feel like that, right? Like yeah. they don't want to overwhelm you and they don't want you to feel like everything's like falling apart. And mm-hmm. so they feel like they have to like keep it all in. But you're saying they don't need that. Yeah. yeah? I think part of that is if you think your parent is fine all the time, then you have to feel like you're okay mm. all the time as well. And like then you're not able to show any emotion and you're not able to feel like you're at a super low point in your life because your parents not and because you're like, "Oh, they don't seem to be affected by this as much as I am, so why would I feel anything as well?" Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, write that it, down. It's kind of <laughs> like um, I feel like the church. Like if you go to like a church and then everyone just acts like they're perfect all the time, then you're gonna feel like out of place and be like, "Oh, well, I struggle with a bunch of stuff, so I guess I'm in the wrong place because all these people are perfect." And I think it's kind of the same thing with a parent-teen relationship. If all your parent is like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine. My life is wonderful. I hope yours is," you know, like I think <laughs> just relatability and just openness and honest honesty because. Not all of us are great. Not all of us have a perfect life. None of us do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Do you agree with that, Lexi? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know by the time it gets to you, you're like, like uh. they said all my things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. So ironically, just last week in our student group, um, Josh, my husband, spoke with us. And we talked about that, right? Like whether it's at home with you as a parent or at church or even at school, like with teachers, um, if we pretend like everything's fine and we don't talk about our struggles, then no one else knows that you're struggling. Um, And so the more open we can be in in all things, right? Like even we talked about it in youth, like if you expect your child to um, be open and talk to you about any questions they have with sex even, like then you need to be vulnerable and make it where it's something that they can come to. So I like that. But with that said, I know something that I've seen is I've seen parents that are on the opposite spectrum of acting like everything's okay and they tell their child everything. Um, and I see it a lot with, um, single parents, right? Cause like once you guys are older, they become your friends. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I don't know if it's a question or if you want to elaborate on it. Like there's definitely a happy medium, right? Cause if, if you know that your parents are burdened and they're constantly giving you their burdens, then you take them on. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I know we've even talked about that a little bit, Maya, just, um, seeing other people, Um, So do you have any advice or any thoughts on like what is a good happy medium? Like you want your parents to be vulnerable, but you don't need to know all the struggles. Or Lexi, do you get Um, I think by just like, I think showing that you can be vulnerable in certain moments and not just tucking away your feelings. Because personally, I can tell when something's off with my parents. And if they're just hiding it from me, then I'm going to be like, oh, if they're going to hide it from me, then I don't have to tell them this. Mm And if you could just show them, you don't have to tell them the whole story, but say like, oh, I had a bad day because of this, then I'll probably open up and say, oh, I had a bad day too, but we'll get through it together. So I love that. That's really good. All right. Our fourth question um, is, and 
I feel like I do this to my own husband. It says, when I ask my teen, how was work or school or et cetera, and they give one word answers, how do I get more details out of them? Or do they just let them be? So basically, like, if they're like, Lexi, how was school today? And you're like, it was fine. <laughs> like, they're wanting to know, like, how do I get more out of them? Or does that just mean that they don't want to talk to me? Oh, Levi's ready. Um, I saw the mic up. Yeah, I think that. Um, oh wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's like kind of op- making it like a more open question because if you're just like, "How was your day?" It's easy to just say good. But if you say like, "What did you do today?" and then build questions off of that, and then it feels more personal, like your parents actually like taking interest in your life. And it's not just like, "Oh, I have to," because you you kind of say that to anyone when you see them, like, "How was your day?" and then you feel like you're not really like loved or cared about because they're just asking you one word questions. But when they ask you like more open questions, that's good. I like that personally, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. You're right. Cause otherwise it's kind of like when you go through the drive through, right. And the person's like, hi, how are you today? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. good. So if your parents ask the same thing, like good, good. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So are there, I mean, you said open-ended questions. Like, are there more specific? Can you give more specific ideas? I mean, even like, what did you do today? And then they'll say what they did, and then you can build questions off of that. And you can say like, oh, yeah, I had to do this in-class essay. And then you can be like, how was that? What was it about? And all that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, I think off of that, I put down the questions. I'm on my own now. I just have more questions for you guys. Um, off of that, the other thing that they had asked is, or do I just leave them alone? Are there times that they just leave you alone? Are there times where you just need space? I think usually a parent should be able to tell if your kid is like totally off that day because I know I have off days too. And sometimes I just don't want to talk about my day or I just don't want to talk in general. So I think you should still ask them about their day, but if they are just like shaking you off and kind of dismissing you, then I would say let them be and kind of let them find their own and then let them come to you if they really are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you agree, Lexi? Yes, I do you? agree with that. <laughs> I always see you nodding, so I'm like, oh, I want to hear from you too. <laughs> yeah. Well, something that last night we actually got together and we talked, um, and we also talked about relationships with your parents um, because, yes, this segment is called What I Wish My Parents Knew, but even beyond that, I know that all of you guys, um, more or less, like you have good relationships with your parents, and so we talked a little bit, and I just want to open it for us because we've got time. Um, What, like, how can parents have better relationships with their students? Like, what are, where did that start for you guys? When you think of your parents, like, what has built the relationship for you guys? Is that too open-ended of a question? I don't think so. Okay. Um, For me, something that my parents do that, like, means a lot to me is, I don't even know completely how they do it, but they're really good at, like, taking an interest in my life without, like, yeah, like, interrogating me and, like, being like, what did you do at this exact moment? Where were you right now? <laughs> at 715. And, yeah, well, and like the way that they do that, they just like ask me questions. And yeah, it's like kind of reading the signs of like, oh, if I'm not really into it, then they're not going to like push it too much. But when the way that they do that, it like makes me like I kind of tell my parents like everything about my life for the most part, because I just like feel like they actually care and feel like they really care about my life. And 
it's in proverbs they talk about too like listen to your parents like wisdom and wear it like a necklace around your neck and it's like i feel like people don't take advantage of parents that much because they've been through exactly what you're going through almost so they have so much wisdom and it's like someone that loves you so much and cares about you so much and like you don't really have anyone else that feels like the way a parent feels for you i mean i don't have kids but i imagine it's pretty <laughs> a pretty strong but so i think yeah yeah that's for me at least yeah does anyone want to add um, to that oh no. <laughs> do it Lexi. you go um, this time. i think by also if you get if you make a mistake and your parents don't punish like they can punish you but like knowing that you can take the responsibility for your mistake and you'll build off of that that like helped my trust with my parents a lot by showing that i can grow as a person even after i made a mistake like a really big mistake and just they've allowed more trust in me because I've showed that I can build off and become a better person and not make that mistake again. Mm. So did you feel like you, your parents had a conversation with you to like learn from that mistake or? Um, they definitely, a big, a big problem happened a couple months ago and they definitely did sit me down and they showed that they were very disappointed mm. and they did not expect that from me because I'm the youngest of four and they were like, Oh, I'd expect you to know from your siblings that you'd know how to not do that. But they definitely showed that if it will happen again, the relationship will like go down mm -hmm. and it, and your trust won't be there as much. Mm. But I like that they had that conversation yeah. with you, right? I know for me growing up, um, my dad was pretty strict. So it was just like, you've disappointed me, you're grounded and that's it. So like, yeah, instead parents having a conversation with your kids. I mean, definitely if they deserve it, ground them, but also have a conversation. I like that. That was really good. Lexi. Oh, one other thing I want to say about the whole like strict parents and everything is like, I would say have more like trust in your kids. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if like someone doesn't trust you, I, I don't want to communicate stuff about my life, you know, like, mm -hmm. and also like, if your teen really wants to do something, they're probably going to be find mm. a way to do it. <laughs> um, so that doesn't mean just let them go do whatever they want, obviously. But also, if your teen's like, I want to go out and do drugs or something, don't just, I mean, say no. <laughs> but um, that was a bad example. No. But I, just, like, don't just say no. I think explaining why, mm -hmm. like, you can't do that, you know, is yeah. also important instead of just saying no. And just communication and trust, because if you trust your kid, then they're going to trust you mm -hmm. and then want to share more about their lives and everything like that. Mm. And yeah, also, like, if your kid asks you something, it tells you about something about their lives, don't just discipline them and yell at them and be like, that was horrible. Because yeah. then that's that you don't I don't want to tell someone if they're just going to yell at me mm -hmm. when I tell them about my life. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's such a, like, it goes for both sides, right? Parents and you guys as teens. Um, I remember my dad was so strict with me and had a curfew and I was such a good kid. You guys, like my parents will watch this and be like, no, she wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but I, like, I really was like, I, they would give me this curfew and I'd be hanging out with my church friends, like doing innocent things. And my parents would get like, he'd get mad at me if I was late for my curfew. And I remember once screaming, like, if you're going to treat me like I'm out doing drugs and getting pregnant, then I'm going to do it. Which don't do that teenagers. <laughs> like that's not the best response. But my, my point in that being like, my like I wish my parents would have known to have a conversation with me and give me more responsibility which is what you're saying but also on the teen end right like also knowing that I need to communicate that I want more responsibility and like Lexi said like I need to start proving that I can take on that responsibility so yeah I like all that 
Maya, do you want to add anything to... Um, I just have something for more of the teenagers than anything. I don't know if teenagers are watching this. We'll make them. But if they are, um, just know that your parents are also learning, too. Like, this is not, like, unless you have old other siblings, they're still learning just as much as you are. And nothing that they're going to do, or most of the things that they're going to do, is not going to be perfect. So just have a little bit of grace when they discipline you and it's kind of out of hand and you're just like, what are you doing? But just like keep having that open mind with them because they're learning just as much as you are. And I think that's really important. That's so good. That's really good. And you said unless they have other siblings, but really even if you have eight older siblings, you are still a completely different person. And so even for you, they're still trying to figure that out, right? Like Levi, I hate to tell you this, but your mom and I have talked before and... (laughs) And she talks about how your older siblings, like you're drastically different than them. And so just learning who you were versus who they were, because all of you guys as teens respond differently to conversations and scenarios. And yeah, yeah. Well, we've only got about five minutes left. Um, I'm going to just open the floor if you don't have anything. But is there any other things, whether it's to teens or parents that you feel like you wish parents knew or you wish teens knew or you would encourage them with. I feel like Maya, you started it out great with that, but um, I knew, say I knew Levi <laughs> personally, like I feel like I don't communicate how I feel that much about words. So for me at least also, this is great if my parents are listening, but like I really love my parents like a ton and I don't communicate that a lot. And also just remember that like things aren't always personal if I come home and I don't want to talk to you, it might not be that I don't want to talk to you. It might be, yeah, like what Maya was saying, is like I'm just having a bad day and don't want to talk to anybody. Um, so I I think it's just like a journey. So don't just take like one point and be like, oh, they said this one thing and then overthink everything. Because yeah. I don't know what goes to a parent's head, but like I think that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that, Levi. I really did. I thought that was so good. Yeah. Because even as adults, like, I'm married, right? And sometimes Josh will come home, and I think he's, like, so angry at me because he's, like, zoned out, checked out. And I'm, like, I, I'm, like, on top of him over, like, what are you doing? Why do you hate me? What have I done? And he's, like, I just, like, need time. Like, I talked to patients today, and I just need – so the same with you guys too, right? Yeah, I like that. Lexi? Um, I think another thing is how you were saying, like, oh, if you're going to treat me like I'm a – like I'm doing drugs and out getting pregnant. Don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> um, just not treating your teenager like they're a stereotypical teenager because that's most of the most of the time. I don't think of most of us are stereotypical teenagers. Um, but just showing that there's like some priority of like adultness mm-hmm. in your relationship and showing that you can see them as an adult and that they can make adult. Ass- decisions and you don't always you're not always going to be there but knowing that your parents will be there by your side when you make their decisions but you're not going to say like oh your decision was bad so I'm not going to stand by you anymore but like even if you disagree standing by their side and saying like it will be okay whether or not you make the right decision but we will be there if it goes bad and we will hold your hand through it yeah 
That's good. I actually, um, I had a student once talk to me about this and I thought it was so good. They were frustrated with their parents because they're like, my dad is always telling me, well, I know what I did when I was your age. And so he was making all of the rules and just assuming that his son was choosing the same things. And so I feel like that's kind of even what you're saying, Lexi, of like, yes, stereotypical teenagers now, but even parents like you grew up in a completely different age than you guys did. Like, I mean, I'm only 30 and I grew up in a different age than you guys did. I didn't have a smartphone or anything. So remembering that, right, just because you did something when you were a teen, your teenage, your teenager is completely different. So, yeah. Also, um, I'm a teenager, so I know like a lot of other teenagers. And from what I see is that the teenagers with the strictest parents are always the farthest on that end of this, like, the rebellious the rebellious side mm. um and most of the people that i know who are and me included i would say who are like not as rebellious are like who have parents who aren't really like that who who aren't just say go do whatever you want but actually like talk about it with you and be like these are things you shouldn't do because it's going to lead you down this path and tell you why you shouldn't do these things and set like some rules but not like completely not let you live your life at all you know it just that trust is, I think, is the most important thing. Trust and communication. Yeah, which I agree with that. But I will also just throw this out there because Maya and I have talked about this before. Like, yes, it's awesome when parents give you freedom. But I still think that as parents, there should be some lines and some rules. Maya and I have talked about that because we we have friends or we've seen friends that their parents let them do anything and everything. And Maya, like one day told me like, I'm so glad that my parents love me enough to give me rules. And I went home and I was like, okay, who is this 47 year old person talking to me? Like it's so deep. So there's definitely a happy medium, but, but yes, still yeah, giving freedom. All right, you guys. Well, with that said, our, we're going to wrap up our panel. I'm so grateful for you guys. You, they gave a Saturday up just to be here and share their hearts with you guys. All right. Well, that wraps up the team panel and this episode of our podcast. And so again, we encourage you share this, share it with your friends, share this episode with your parents. This is just a great episode where anyone can glean information from. And so we would love if you shared it. We would also love to connect with you. You can find us on Instagram at NBS underscore pod. Um, you can see all of our upcoming content and you can even direct message us. We would love to answer any questions um, and just talk with you. So find us there. With that said, next week we'll have Abel and Levi and it'll be their last episode for season one. Each of our groups is doing one more episode and then we're going to wrap up this season and take a break as we plan season two. We're so excited for what's to come. So we'll see you here next week.